Well, God, we just thank you that words are never enough, but we just thank you this morning. As we end worship today, we're so thankful for your power, for your love, and that every word you say is true. And so, Lord, we just let our, our hearts hear and see what the rest of the day um, has for us today, and we just look to you. In Jesus' name, amen. As you're on your way back to your seat, look to the person next to you and say, Oh! <laughs> Well, as the ushers are getting ready, uh, we're going to um, get our tithes and offerings in hand. Um, how many of you guys believe that giving your, of your money is a powerful thing? I, I think that it's severely uh, important and tied to our heart in some way. And uh, so today, um, just know that what you do with your finances is huge and it's powerful and it's blessed and so with your tithes and offerings in hand we have other ways to give online if you are watching this we uh, you can text to give um, you can also mail a check um, there's different very ways various ways to give but our giving is powerful it's powerful for the church it's powerful for our community and it's powerful for you so I'm going to pray, and then we're going to uh, receive our tithes and offerings today. God, I just thank you that you've blessed us so much. You've given us everything, and Lord, we want to receive everything that you have, but we want to give what we have as well. So we just give uh, just like you um, told us to in the Bible, and just like you represented um, by giving your son to us, you gave us a picture of how when we give, it's so powerful. It's the most powerful act of love. And so, God, we just give this morning with expectation that your kingdom is being expanded and that our hearts are, are being uh, in line with your kingdom this morning. Amen. Ushers, you may pass the containers. Um, I did miss the envelope thing, so if you need an envelope, if you're giving cash, it's not too late. Uh, I have a few announcements as we're uh, wrapping up the tithes and offerings. Um, the Ladies Connect dates have moved. Um, it was scheduled for the 21st, but now it's a Saturday the 23rd. Um, Shigitu, who is originally from Ethiopia, but she's now living in Fergus Falls. That's great news. Let's clap for that she's in Fergus Falls, right? That's awesome. She'll be, uh, she'll be ministering on that Saturday, and that is at 9 a.m. So ladies, don't miss that. Uh, we have a VBS in the park on Ash, in Ashby, July 19th through the 21st. Um, children, uh, K through 6th grade. Um, and you can register there. Is that what I'm seeing here? Go online. Go online. I'm sorry. Just a millennial. What is online? Um, so go online to register. If you're kindergarten through sixth grade, um, you are invited. It's a VBS in the park in Ashby. That's July 19th through the 21st. 
uh, youth meet every Wednesday at the Destiny Fitness um, at 6 a.m. And then our next family service here is on the 27th at 6.30. Um, and if you have any questions about any of the announcements I just shared or any, anything about the church, please talk to Dave. He'll be at that table in the lobby, and he can answer everything, every question for you. Um, so at this point, we will welcome Dave. He's going to come and bring the word. Yes. Oh, thank you. Boy, thanks so much for being here today. And for you folks watching online, we just appreciate you participating in our service. You know, if you're joining us online, you're part of Destiny family, and, uh, and we are a family here. So, um, so, yeah, man, you guys are looking good today, a nice summer day. And I was given the opportunity to share God's word with you today. And, and, and as that happened, why, I thought, uh, I asked God, you know, uh, you know what could I give that, that people could use right now today? And so I feel like this scripture I'm going to be sharing with you today, I'm, I'm in Colossians 2, 6 through 10. I, I believe this is the most practical piece of scripture. Um, so man, we're, uh, let's get together. We're going we're gonna to have about 30 minutes of fun in the Word of God. You know, the Word of God is a source of joy. If you can't have fun in the Word, why, it ain't going to happen. So if you would join me in that, let's pray in agreement as we start. Man, in Jesus' name, I just thank you, Father, you gave this guarantee that Wherever your word was preached, you confirm that word with signs following. Well, I thank you ahead of time for permanent positive change in people's lives that, uh, that receive this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm sharing from Colossians today, and, and I'm using the Old Living Bible. There's, there's some scriptures up there right now. And, and uh, so I got, I got one point I'm going to make. This simple message, uh, 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 there's five verses. The, the point's made in the first verse. So, man, if you give me five minutes here, um, why that, you know, if you, if you start to fall asleep or something like that, after that, why, why that's all good if you get the first five minutes, you know. And, um, and, so, um, and so I'm just going to go through this, uh, yeah, uh, you know, kind of detail by detail. You know, of course, this was written by the Apostle Paul, uh, he, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and, 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 and just like this letter to the, to the Colossian church, why everything Paul wrote was in letter form. And he made it clear when he wrote these letters that he was looking ahead to all the future followers of Jesus Christ. So 2,000 years ago, Paul wrote this down for you and I to read today. I mean, that's the way I take this. This is Paul writing this to me, and so I'm, I'm, I'm going to share it in that way. And so, so, so let me just start out with verse 6 right here. Um, it says, And now, just as you trusted Christ to save you. And, and I want to stop right there and say something. Just as you trusted Christ to save you. You know, we, we think about being saved, uh, being born again. Um, uh, so, so that means that we're going to go to heaven when we leave these bodies. You know, spend eternity in heaven. That's how, uh, that we trusted Christ to save us. You know, I, I, um, um, it's funny how, how things are. Um, you know, like I've been around for a while. So, so, so when I was a kid, why, um, and, and in my teenage years, and, and, and even in going into my adult years, why, um, you know, in, in our culture uh, uh, around the country here, why, why, you know, traditional churches, 
didn't talk about being born again too much. I mean, they, they talked, they wanted you to go to heaven, and the way you did that was, well, well hopefully you did more good than bad, and, and like that, you know. And then, you know, for me, well, I, I was part of evangelical Christianity. And, and we talked about being born again all the time, but we had this ongoing argument as, uh, along. So we, we, we get born again, we ask Jesus to come into our heart, uh, you know, be our Savior, be a part of our life. But, but then, uh, you know, we better live right after that. And, and, and you never really knew that you had God's approval. Um, there was always a question in that. But, you know, um, somewhere along there, why there was enough preaching in our nation about being born again and the concept of being born again, um, uh, that, the, that there was a move of God and uh, things changed. And, boy, you, I don't think you can go any place in the nation right now and talk about being born again, and people don't know what you're talking about. Not just that, but they know that once they invited Jesus to be a part of their life, that, man, they're guaranteed heaven. They're guaranteed they're going to go to heaven. Uh, see, and that's something, I, I think that's very important. Here, let me show you this. Uh, right here, this is the New Covenant. This is a covenant that God made with Jesus. And you and I, we talk about being born again. Paul talked about finding our identity in Christ, so we're in Christ. So then we're the recipients of that covenant. Well, that covenant, it's not promises, really. That's a guarantee. See, see, see Jesus fulfilled this old covenant. And we got this new one, and everything God's going to do, he's already done. The ball's in our court. It's a matter of receiving it. See, you know, you know like I told about how people's revelation of what it meant to be born again changed during my lifetime. Well, you know, the Word of God didn't change. Those same words were there 2,000 years ago as were there in 1960 and as are there right now. But, but people's understanding or their revelation changed from the inside out. And it became a guarantee. In fact, we know that, you know, once we invite Jesus to be a part of our life. And, you know, it just makes me think right now. You know, so I'm talking to the people in this room. I'm talking to people, a lot of people online. Man, if, if there's anyone, you know, we're, we're so sure about this that so we ask this question a lot. We'll have an invitation and we'll say, um, if you don't know for sure that if you died right now that, that, that you go to heaven, why, you know, invite Jesus to be a part of your life. Or, you know, it's really even simpler than that. Jesus is knocking. There's been an invitation made. He's knocking on the door of our heart. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the desire, the desire, the main desire of every person that's ever lived on earth. He's knocking on the door. All you got to say is yes. Or, I mean, you can, however you want to do it, say it out loud, talk to yourself, whatever. All you need to do is invite Jesus to be a part of your life. And, and, and he'll, he'll actually come in. And, and, and then you can know for sure that, that, you know, that you're going to spend eternity in heaven. And you can do that right now. Anyone that wants to. It, it's so simple. Jesus has made this so simple. Oftentimes Christians make it hard. Jesus has made it so simple. And so, so that invitation is right there now. And I'm, so I'm figuring that right now I'm talking to people that... Uh, are born again or else you really don't want anything to do with Jesus. But, but, 
there's a desire inside of every person for Jesus Christ. But so anyhow, the revelation of what that meant changed during my lifetime. We, knew, we found out it was a guarantee. And now here's the next thing Paul says, and, and this is the point I'm making. So you got that first part. There's not a question. Once you invite Jesus into your life, I mean, it's so real that what God says about it is that we're already there. We're already seated in heaven with Jesus. It's a guarantee. So we got that. So now the next thing Paul says. So just as you trusted Christ to save you in that way, trust him too for each day's problems. Just as you trusted Christ to save you. And we know now that, so there's a guarantee. Man, we're, we're, we're just as sure in heaven as if we're already there. In fact, we are already there. Just as sure as that is, there's this guarantee that Jesus will help us with each day's problems. Once again, I mean, there's a lot of us that are still working on that revelation. It is still growing. You know, every one of us deals with stuff all the time. And, and it's so easy to think, well, yeah, I, I got to deal with this stuff. You know, I know I'm born again. There's pie in the sky and the sweet by and by when I die. But how about the nasty here and now? Just as I trusted Jesus for the pie in the sky, I can trust him for the nasty here and now. He's going to help me with each day's problems. So th what that means is, and, and, and like I said, we're all dealing with something. I know what it is that you're dealing with. I mean, I mean maybe you're challenged in your health. What God says about that is that you're already healed. You're not sick trying to get healed. You're already healed. You have an enemy that's trying to rob your health right now. If, or... I mean, you might be struggling financially. And um, what God says about it is that, you're not, he, that Jesus bore our poverty on the cross, and he made us rich. You're not the poor trying to get rich. You're the rich. You've got an enemy that's trying to steal your money. You know, same way a lot of people uh, uh, struggle with the fact, well, man, I, I don't feel as close to God right now as I maybe did sometime or, or as I think I should. Man, the Word of God says that the Spirit of God lives right inside of me. God's not afar off. That he, he totally approves of me, not because of what I did or didn't do or what I'm doing or didn't do, but because I'm identified with Jesus Christ. I invited the Spirit of Jesus Christ to come and live in my life, and he lives there. And, and, and so I have God's approval. See, I love the way that... Uh, I love the way that Jesus explained this, and I, I, I always, uh, you know, if I can find Jesus say, says something, it's, it's like red letters trump everything. So, I, so I'm over here in Matthew 7 in the Message Bible, Matthew 7, 24 and 25. This is right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus says this, and, and this is the story about the man that built his house on the rock. He says, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living, they are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, river, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house was fixed to the rock. 
See, that's the way Jesus says that. The way Paul says it is like this. You can trust Jesus for each day's problems. Live in vital union with him. That means we're living our life in partnership with the Spirit of God that's living inside of us. Well, God's not sick. God's not broke. God's not lonely. Same way for us. He's living inside of us. So just as we trust Jesus to save us for our eternal salvation, we can trust him for what goes on every day. You know, um, so, so, so that's the point I'm making right there, okay? We got that. Now these next five verses explain how to do that. That's an important part of this equation too. Uh, but, but, uh, but, but Paul does a very complete job of that. So, so, so I'll, be, I'll start here with verse 7. Paul says it this way. He says, Let your roots grow down deep into Jesus, into him, and draw up nourishment from him. So, so he gives this picture of like a plant with roots. You know, uh, boy, we, you know we're so fortunate here why we see, um, we see plants grow. We, we see how all that process works. God made that process. It's the, it's the same with us. The same process goes on with us as with the plants. I, I don't, you know, I'm, at home I'm surrounded by cornfields. And, and, and you know, the corn got planted about a month late this year. But you know, now already, I can walk out in the cornfield and you don't see me. I'm lost in that. It grew so fast. Why? Because the roots went down into the ground. See, there's nourishment in the ground, and the roots keep going down until they find it, till they find moisture, till they find the, the nutrients that make them grow. And man, look at the results. The whole, the whole root thing is very important. You know, I got a... I got a um, I, I, I got three cottonwood trees at home that are over 100 years old. You know, I got pictures from the past. And boy, those trees are big. And they look just as healthy now as they did, uh, as they did 90 years ago. I, I, I got pictures from that. So, so I got one cottonwood tree that, that's, that the branches hang over the road. Well, that used to not be any issue. But now the machinery is so big that it's pretty easy to catch machinery on branches. So a couple years ago, I, well, I was talking to a fellow, uh, you know, about removing that cottonwood tree, you know, so it wouldn't be an issue on the road. And, 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 and the fellow that did that, he said, well, it, it could be done, but you know, the root system on that tree is bigger than the basement of a house. So that's the kind of project that would be. That's what Paul's talking about. See, over time, if you'll allow your roots to grow down into Jesus Christ. And, and that's, not, that's not a mystical thing. The Spirit of Jesus Christ lives inside of you. He moved in when you asked Jesus to be a part of your life. But Jesus is called the Word of God. So like here, when I showed you this new covenant, everything in there, that's a guarantee. That, that Word has the answer for everything. It's all there. If you want your roots to grow into Jesus, why, you'll get into his word. And when you read something that you can use, why, why, why don't take it, uh, you know, like Jesus said, as a, uh, you know, as a home improvement deal for my life. No, this is life. The word of God's also called the source of life. You know, there's a river of life it talks about in the Bible, and, and, and it gives the picture of a, of a literal, physical river. 
But you know, that river of life, it, it, it's running right now. It, it runs through you and me who are indwelt by the Spirit of God. And we can put roots down into that river, but the river of life is expressed in the Word of God. Jesus is the Word. It runs through here. We, we, we can read, once again, we can read these scriptures and build our life on them. You know, if we got a question about something, well, what's, what's the principle in the Bible that addresses that question? It's there. And then if I, if I make my decision according to that principle, it's going to be the right decision. It's going to turn out right for me. In fact, it's, it's, because God's involved, it's supernatural. But that's how you let your roots grow down deep. And, and then the next thing he says is, see that you go on growing in the Lord and become strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught. See, see, see you'll grow in the Lord, just like those corn plants. You'll grow you keep growing, and, and your life will be producing a continuous harvest. I mean, that's why Paul uses this example of plants and roots and drawing nourishment. It's a, just as sure as we're going to harvest corn this fall. Just as sure you can harvest the good things of God as you let your roots grow down into his word. And you'll be strong and vigorous. And look, and the truth you were taught. See, Jesus Christ is truth. His word is truth. We get, our, we get our life out of this word. If you want to trust Jesus Christ to solve each day's problems, you, you'll, get that, you'll get that out of his word. And then the, the but boy, the, the next part of this, of this verse I really like, it says, let your lives overflow with joy. And I like, because it uses the word let. That tells me the joy is already there. <laughs> you know, if, you've, if the Spirit of Jesus Christ lives in your life, He is the source of joy, and He's living inside of you. You know, your, your, your next bout of laughter is no farther than from your mouth to your inner being, it, 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 about a foot, a foot apart. I mean, that's the way it is. Um, you know, something I've found... Well, well, let me say this first. You know, when it, when, the, when it talks about Jesus' crucifixion over in Isaiah, why, it makes this point that Jesus bore our griefs. He bore our sorrows and griefs. The, the real Hebrew word for that was grief. Uh, you can't allow grief to be a part of your life. And I know we're all trained that, that you know, when we experience loss, why we, we need to wash out our emotions and embrace that and get some closure and like that. But the spirit of grief is the spirit of death. If you hang on to grief, why, it's not only going to rob your joy, but it will start to kill you from the inside out. And so, uh, so, so that's, just one, uh, that's just one point of advice I'm giving about that. But, but here's a practical Here's a practical piece of advice. Um, boy, if you want joy, why, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, why, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, why, why man, focus a lot on praying in tongues. You know, our words, our, our mouth is a weapon, and when we put God's language in our mouth, why, that's our bullets. And so, so I just really encourage you in that. 
You know, I'm never shy about, uh, about talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, you know once again, you can read back in the book of Acts, and this whole thing of salvation was set up that when someone received Jesus into their life, that part of that same process that you'd be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I mean, uh, we've changed that around sometime over the years, and, and there were hundreds of years where, 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 where people didn't focus too much on being baptized in the Holy Spirit at all. Well, but the Word of God, is, it, it hasn't changed. And, and we're so fortunate to live in a time when uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is very common knowledge, too. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm talking to the people in this room, and I'm talking to the people, um, the people that's watching online. It's so simple to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Man, you just ask God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and open up your mouth to receive your prayer language. It, it's that simple. You know, it's, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's not good when Christians make things hard that Jesus has made so simple. So, so you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit right now if you have it. Right, right seated, right where you are. There don't have to be any fanfare or anything else. I, I'm, boy, I'm stretching my hand towards you right now as a believer and I'm saying receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And you received right now. Open yourself up. You, you can have your prayer language too. Talk directly to God. Just bypass all the junk in your mind and everything else. Talk directly to God. You know, that's, that's kind of a real, um, a real important thing to me. I, I, I'll, I'll just share this with you, if, you know, if this will be of help to anybody. I was, you know, you know like I said, I, I grew up in evangelical Christianity. I, I got born again when I was three years old. I remember, I, I remember that just as plain as day that, that, that afternoon right now. Uh, but I, I was 30 years old before anybody told me about being baptized in the Holy Spirit in a way that I could understand it, anyhow. And so, man, when I heard about it, I said, man, that, immediately, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, but you know, the thing for me is, and, and I'm talking about letting your joy overflow here, so, so I've been born again for all these years, but, but you know, when I got to be a teenager, well, I was like a dark cloud moved over my head, I don't understand it, but, but depression. Man, um, I don't know what caused that or, or where it come from or anything else, and I don't care, but I know, you know, it, it, it wasn't pleasant. And I, in fact, I spent, uh, I, I spent 15 years where I was, uh, uh, you know, varying degrees of being suicidal the whole time. You know, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, just laid hands on, well, I immediately, I could feel that cloud gone. And it's not like, you know, it's not like I, I started laughing immediately or something, but, but it was gone. The depression was gone. So, so I'm not shy about talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I mean, the first thought I had, you know, pretty natural thought, I said, why didn't somebody tell me about this before? I barely survived this, this thing here. So, so I, was, I was really thankful to find out about that. And, and boy, you know, so, you know, something else for me, this is, you know, and everybody's got some stuff they're dealing with, but... but um, um, for some reason, man, I, I couldn't talk when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, when I was a young adult. And I, it, wasn't, it wasn't just that I stuttered, man. I'd block up and not be able to talk. Well, you know what? When I, when I spoke in tongues, 
I, I knew something happened, but the, the first thing I did, I went and volunteered to teach a Sunday school class. And, and uh, you know, and I'm sure those kids suffered with me for a while, but, but I tell you, I walked out of it. That's the point I'm making because of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. So, so that's why I just, man, I just really, I'm, um, if there's such a thing, I plead with you, if, get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Boy, that's, if you want to have joy in your life, the Holy Spirit is a source of, and it overflow. I, see, I like that word overflow. Let your joy overflow. It'll be built up so much inside you that it overflows. Then it changes the atmosphere around you. It changes the people around you. You can actually help somebody around you because, man, people struggle with stuff, and boy, you, you can put, joy can overflow on them. But then the next thing it says is, uh, overflow with joy and thanksgiving for all he has done. I tell you, thanksgiving is a catalyst for joy. I mean, th thanksgiving is like, is like gasoline to hope. It, it feeds it. It powers it. it, it, it it's, like, it's like fuel for faith. Um, uh, you know, uh, we, we got things we hope for. We got desires. But, man, what has God done for us already? And like I said, this, year, this is a covenant. This is a guarantee. There's no way God is ever going to break any of these things. It's between him and Jesus, and it's, and it's secured by the blood of Jesus. You can thank God for things before you see them. You know, we're, we're very sense-motivated. But I want you to think about this a minute. I, I've been thinking a lot the last week. Uh, it's, it's a familiar story to probably everybody in here. Mark chapter 5, and, and the woman with the issue of blood. This woman had been bleeding for 12 years. She'd been to these doctors, and they had hurt her worse than what she originally had. So after 12 years, why, uh, she was at the point of death. Imagine what she looked like. She was skin and bones. Uh, her eyes were sunken. But she had heard about Jesus, and she kept saying this, if I can touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I'll be made whole. And so she, she took corresponding action, and when Jesus walked by her house, she went out at great risk and grabbed a hold of the hem of Jesus' garment, and, uh, and, and, and power went out from the anointing that was on Jesus. And that stopped Jesus, and then Jesus had her tell about this at that time. Well, see, when she took a hold, that, that's when she received that power. Now, get this picture in your mind. Twelve years, she's skin and bones. She, she, she came out in a dress that was all blood. I mean, it's not like she's going to spend an hour getting ready. She couldn't move around. Uh, her hair was all scraggly. Um, besides what the doctors had done to harm her, do you think anything about her appearance changed when she received that power? No, she looked just the same. She's wearing the same clothes. But something changed inside, and she said, I've been made whole. And she went, she went back to her house, and I know she had friends because she had heard about Jesus. They, they, they had told her about it, and, I, and, and I'm sure they... They wondered about things because she looked the same, but she said, no, just give me, give me a couple months to get into fighting weight. I'm going to find me a man. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have some kids. I want a family. See, but it changed. In, she received. It didn't have anything to do with what she saw. It's, she took a hold of this. She had a revelation of this word. 
Just like I started with about being born again and, and, and being born again and going to heaven. Nothing in the word changed, but our, our receiving the revelation changed. And man, what a wonderful change. What, what a terrible way to live that you've done everything you know to do and you still don't know if God approves of you. And you got, you got really smart people telling you all about how he doesn't. And, and, and so, but what a great thing to get a revelation where I know that God's word is a guarantee. It's not a wish. It's not, it's not a crystal ball or something I rub on to uh, hopefully it'll work out. No, it's a guarantee. And, and so, so that takes me to verse 8. Once more, Paul is telling you, telling you uh, piece by piece how to get to the place where you trust Jesus for each day's problems. Because, see, he's already solved your problems. It's your trusting in him that takes a hold and receives those problems, just like the woman with the issue of blood. So, so, so here's what Paul says next. He says, don't let others spoil your faith and joy with their philosophies. Their wrong and shallow answers built on men's thoughts and ideas instead of on what Christ has said. Well, that must be an important point for Paul to include it right in the middle here. You know, it makes me think about when I read that, well, it's possible for others to spoil your faith if you receive their ideas, their philosophies. I remember when I, when I started college, I was, uh, I was 17 years old, and, and, and you know, when I got there, and I, of course I got this great big stack of books, and, and my thought was, man, there's some really smart people that wrote these books. And, uh, and so, so I'm, I'm learning, and boy, this is what they're saying. This is really important because of how smart they were. But boy, after a couple months, I, I realized I had books that disagreed with each other. So how can you build a life on ideas when you, one smart person has this idea, another smart person has an idea that's totally contrary to that? Boy, that really brought me back to the Word of God uh, as the final authority on everything because I know this never changes. There's no contradictions here. So don't, don't let others. Boy, th you, you know, think about that. And, uh, you know, I'm not telling you to be mean to people or something, but, boy, if you've got close friends that are always dragging you down, that, that, that are always talking about your problems and never talking about the Word of God and what God has guaranteed, why, you know, maybe you should spend a little less time with those friends and find some that will speak life into you, that will encourage you. Or maybe, you know, you turn, boy, now, I mean, we got, uh, and, we, and we always talk about this, you know, we got, we got 24-hour news, and of course, you know, we all like to know what's going on, but, but boy, there's a limit. You know, you, you get, you know, you watch the news for 15 minutes, you got enough bad news to last you for that day. I mean, you, you can pick that bad news up again tomorrow, and, but, but, but let's, let's, get some, let's get something we can build a life on here. You know, and it's just, I mean, it's just common sense things. But boy, and, and, you know, and you can feel this too. You know, if, 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 you're, if you're growing with God and, 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 uh, and you're depending on God and, and you, start to, uh, um, you start to have less joy or, or, or more concerns and like that, you know, it's, it's time to make a change maybe. You know, over in Psalms 2, it, it says that God laughs all the time. 
I, I think we've way underestimated the power of joy in life. You know, we know that laughter is a medicine. And, um, boy, that's, uh, you know, science is always proving the Word of God to be true. I mean, we know that, we know that from science now. But, you know, you know, God doesn't laugh because nothing's wrong. You know, God is, he's concerned with the things that concern us. He said, there, there's like, uh, well, there's over, um, there's over 7 billion people living on earth now, closer to 8 billion than there is 7 right now. And God sees every problem, and, 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 and Jesus is at his right hand interceding for everybody. So it's not like God doesn't have any problems that he's dealing with, but he laughs. And, you know, the Bible says that, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, you know that verse, be, the verse before Paul was talking about growing strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught? You, you know, we quote that verse from Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is our strength. If you, if you read that story there, why the, 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 the man of God, uh, the, the, uh, the leader, the, the religious leader at the time, was up speaking to the people. that they, they had just completed building restoring the temple and there were old people there that remembered the way the temple was before they remembered the past and and they and here they are it's supposed to be this time a great celebration they got the temple done they can use it again and the, the old people were crying because the temple now didn't look like it did in the past and the man of god what he really gets up and says stop your grieving don't you know that the joy of the lord is your strength I'm, I'm stuck on this joy thing because I think it's so important. Boy, I, I tell you, uh, uh, sadness, uh, loss, um, um, uh, uh, the idea, uh, the whole thing with, with grief, man, that's a, that's a rattlesnake. I, I can tell you that because, like I said, I had 15 years of, of, uh, of being uh, struggling with that, but the struggling's done because I got a revelation from the Word of God. And that, that revelation is available for everyone. And I'm not trying to make light of any problems. But there's a decision to be made. Are, am I going to focus on these problems? Am I going to focus on the loss? Or am I going to know that God will restore much more than anything I've lost? My best days are ahead. The more I grow in the Lord, the stronger I'll get, the more of this truth I'll, I'll, I'll uh, put to work in my life, and my best days have always got to be ahead of me. No matter what season of life I'm in. The past is gone. We, 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 the, we don't have any, we can't do anything about the past. Well, you know, the, the, we're, we're to trust God for the future. We're living right now, and God's given us everything we need to live just like Him right now. Amen. And we can let our words grow down deep into that, and then that's what feeds us. Boy, you know, if... if uh, well, well I, I, I mean, you've been around if you see, uh, if, you know, sometimes why, why the wrong herbicide will get spilled in a field... And boy, it'll, it'll just take out the plants that are there because those roots grew down and they, 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 they took up some poison. Some plants that was thinking about the past. Some plants that was thinking about loss. And boy, look what happened. They just shrivel right up. 
But man, we can be strong and vigorous, get our roots into the Word of God where they belong. And, and, and you know, this, this keeps getting better now, these last two verses, verses 9 and 10. I really want to get this across to you. If you're going to trust God for each day's problems, trust Jesus. Just the same way you're, you, 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 you got a hold, you know that you know that you know that you're headed for heaven. That same way, I know that Jesus is going to get me through this, whatever that challenge is. I know it doesn't matter what the problem is. We're going to come out on the other end. I'll tell you, I might be going through the valley of the shadow of death, but that's where my banquet table that God made is for me right there. And I can enjoy, I can enjoy that, that celebration meal right in front of my enemies, right when the problems are going along, right when the bills are still coming, right, right when I still don't look healthy at all, right when I don't feel healthy at all, but I, I might be in the valley of the shadow of death, but Jesus is there guarding, guiding all the way, and he's going to get me through to the other side because his goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life, and I know that I know that. It's more real than any problem. It's more real than any challenge. It doesn't matter. The Spirit of God, that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, is living actively inside of me. And I have a, that's what I look to. See, that's what Paul's talking about. He goes on in verse 9, and he says, For in Christ there is all of God in a human body. See, when you invited Jesus Christ to come into your life, and he moved in, you got all of God. You know, you know different things help to have things stick with you. Something that really helped me to stuck, that stick with me, there's a preacher I listened to, and he said that, you know, at one time when he was younger, why well, he used to pray, God, I want more power. God, send, send the power. And he had been doing that, and he was, he was quite, uh, quite passionate about praying, in his praying. And, and, and finally, God spoke to him, and he said, where am I going to get it? I put all my power inside of you. There ain't no more. So if, you can't, if that ain't enough, well, then you're in trouble. But I'm telling you, it is enough. All of Jesus, uh, for in Christ, that's you and I, our identity is in Christ. So then we have all of God. And in that thing with the human body, don't let that upset you. Jesus chose to call himself the Son of Man when he was on the earth. You know, he still calls himself the Son of Man. He calls himself the firstborn of many brothers and sisters as he's seated at the right hand of God. So there's a, there's a human being, the, the man Jesus Christ in the Godhead, and he welcomes you and I to come and be right there with him. So we have all of God when we, uh, when we have Christ. And then it, it goes on to explain that better. So you have everything when you have Christ, and you are filled with God through your union with Christ. I mean, that's why I say that God's done everything he's ever going to do. When Jesus was crucified and risen from the dead, I mean, Jesus took all of the cumulative sin, everything negative, past, present, and future in the world, and he was being tortured in the very lowest part of hell, and he was there praising God, believing God from the word. He, he, he just took on Psalms 22 where it said that God was going to get him out. And God did. He took him right out of there. He totally defeated Satan. He took the keys of death and hell. He's got him and he gave them to us. We, we already got it all. 
It's, it's, it's just, I'm going right back to talking about Revelation. When I was a kid, amongst a group of Christians, that all they talked about was being born again, if I would have told them that they could be sure that they was going to heaven, that it wasn't based on what they did or didn't do, why, why man, um, when I was a kid, I would have got a spanking and not been welcomed back to Sunday school for a while until I got straightened out. But I'm telling you, we're, on another, we're at another place now. We're at a higher place of, of revelation where we know that God deals in guarantees, that the blood of Jesus guarantees. You know, and all, all you can think of is, well, how could we be so stupid before? But it doesn't matter. We're at a new place of revelation, and, and we can get to that same place here. Jesus Christ has already done everything. He already, he already paid my bills. He, he already healed me. Well, yeah, but you didn't take care of yourself, and, and you were irresponsible. Yeah, big deal. He's bigger than that. I got a hold of the revelation now. I got, the, I, I got a hold of his, the hem of his garment right now. And I might look the same to you as I did before, but inside of me it's growing. It's coming out, and there'll be a day when you see me in total victory over the affairs of life. I mean, that's the way this word works. And then just to reassure us why Paul concludes with this, and, I, and I'm going to have the worship team come up right now. I think they got a song for us to, um, uh, to worship God with and let this word go to work. It says this, Jesus is the highest ruler with authority over every other power. Boy, ever, don't ever allow the devil to talk loud to you and make you wring your hands and cry and wonder what's going to happen and be anxious because Jesus has authority over every other power the high, and he lives inside of you. Where do you end and Jesus begins? Where does Jesus end and you begin? There, there is no, you're, it's a union. It's a partnership. You know, I could use, I could talk about, well, well, marriage was meant to be that way. You can't talk about that now because so many people, you know, they break that covenant, but God's not, God never breaks a covenant. And I'm telling you, you're in union with him. The, the minute that you invited Jesus to be a part of your life, you became in union with him. Everything from then on is just growing in it, just pu putting it to work in your life. But let's let let's stand and we'll uh, and and we'll worship together.
from the time that we started this message I just felt like I was talking to somebody or some people in the sound of my voice whether it's online or whether it's in the building but you've been struggling with some things so the idea of trusting Jesus for all of your problems well you know for me there was a day when uh, when I quit trying to get God's approval and I knew I already had it. That, that, that's that salvation part, you know. Just as I trusted Jesus to save you, now you can trust him for each day's problems. Well, this could be your day to end the struggling. It's, see, see, it's inside out. It's already, the, all the answers, everything you want and need, God's already put in your spirit man. He, he lives there. The kingdom of God lives inside you. It's a matter of grabbing down in there, bringing it up into your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. Today could be your day. And that's when it changes. See, when your mind changes, when your emotions change, when your will change, uh, you, you already got it. The joy started. It's as sure as done. Oh, it'll get over into the physical, into your body, into the circumstances, but it, it can start today when you reach in your spirit and get that up to your soul, boy, if, if, if that's you at all that's been struggling, let today be your day. Just like that, that's why I use that with the woman of the issue of blood. She went out, she grabbed, she just kept saying, if I can grab the hem of his garment, grab the anointing, grab what Jesus has already done for me, then I know I'll be made whole. That was the point of receiving. That's your point today. Man, let's pray together. In Jesus' name, agree with me. Man, Father God, we just put everybody in agreement. We put our faith together. Anyone that's struggling with any circumstances of life to the point that it's troubling them, in Jesus' name, we declare today's the day of receiving. Today's the day of revelation. Today's the day when it starts. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the ones that are grabbing a hold of that now. Can't wait to hear the testimony. Just like that woman with the issue of blood. But it starts today. Let there be a change 
a knowing change today they received, they took a hold. We agree with them right now, believe it's done. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I got some prayer counselors here, and if you have any individual prayer needs, you want somebody to agree with you, that, that's what they're here for. These people are trained in faith, and, 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 and they look forward to agreeing with you, so we invite you as, as we dismiss to, to see the prayer counselors if you would like. And thank, thank, man, I'm, thank God for everybody that got saved and got baptized in the Holy Spirit today. I'm telling you, it is that easy. You got it if you responded. And, but thank you so much for coming, for being a part of all this today. Uh, thank you for being part of our family here. Boy, have a great week. <laughs>